Hello and welcome to this audio recording for the weekly research roundup for research published between the 31st of January and the 6th of February 2023. I'm Katrina Pears, the research correspondent for the ME Association. It's been another booming week for research with 10 new ME-CFS studies and 17 new studies on long COVID. We have highlighted one of the ME-CFS studies in detail. Paper 5 is on investigating a biomarker to distinguish between the overlapping conditions of ME-CFS and fibromyalgia. This research particularly looked at 11 different circulating microRNA expressions, which are molecules that help make proteins. This study recruited 41 ME-CFS patients, 29 patients with ME-CFS and a diagnosis of fibromyalgia, and 32 healthy controls using the Canadian consensus criteria. The study also had a fibromyalgia cohort of 37 patients, but plasma from this cohort was collected from the CARTE gene database and patients were self-diagnosed. The 11 microRNAs chosen in the study were ones which have been of note in previous research and are associated with post-exertional malaise and symptom severity. This study had a number of findings, with a different microRNA expression signature being found between ME-CFS, fibromyalgia and the ME-CFS and fibromyalgia group. And this also correlated to symptom severity between ME-CFS and ME-CFS and the fibromyalgia groups. ME-CFS patients had higher levels of microRNAs measured than healthy controls while fibromyalgia patients had lower levels than healthy controls and ME-CFS patients with fibromyalgia were in the middle. However, in the ME-CFS patient group, only three of the microRNAs were significantly different than healthy controls. It's these three microRNAs that the authors say could provide breakthrough biomarkers to identify between ME-CFS and fibromyalgia. The study developed a prediction model which used all 11 circulating microRNA levels and accurately allowed the authors to discriminate between the three groups. The authors conclude that these findings prove evidence that ME-CFS and fibromyalgia are two distinct illnesses. It is a shame that this study didn't recruit their own data for the fibromyalgia-only cohort. And hopefully this didn't make the differences seen, especially seeing as results from this group can be questioned as the microRNA levels are close to zero. Using a cohort from another study has limitations with different protocols used, such as sample preparation, and would have been ideal to have the same recruitment process for all to control all factors. This study is also limited by the larger female population. As such, the ME-CFS and fibromyalgia participants were only women, but the ME-CFS only and fibromyalgia only were matched in sex. This study also provides only one snapshot in time, and longitudinal studies in this area may tell us a great deal about the progression of illness. Overall, the results from this study are remarkable. It is worth a look at figure 2 in the study as this clearly displays the results. However, if results are due to the different recruitment processes of the fibromyalgia-only group, then the results would be invalid. In this week's roundup, you may also be interested in reading Paper 6 
adds to the growing evidence for the role of endothelium dysfunction in ME-CFS. The endothelium is a thin membrane that lines the inside of the heart and blood vessels. Endothelial cells release substances that control vascular relaxation and contraction, as well as enzymes that control blood clotting, immune function and platelet adhesion, which is a colourless substance in the blood. This study showed reduced ability for blood vessels to dilate and lower microvascular regulation. We have previously covered endothelial dysfunction in two previous research studies. Paper 7 is on gastrointestinal symptoms in ME-CFS and Dr Charles Shepherd has covered the key points of this study. Paper 9 and 10 are also on the gut and these two studies show that changes in the microbiome may be a signature for ME-CFS. There is further coverage of these two papers including expert comments on our website. Thank you for listening to this audio recording of the weekly research roundup. We'll be back next week with the next instalment.